Hey, we welcome you on into another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Benelli and Mitchell Bally here to give you the latest of what's going on in the sports world. Mitch, happy victory, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be a victory, whatever day it is, every single day for the rest of the week, uh, because the Browns somehow did the unthinkable. And <laughs> we're the first team to knock off the 49ers since, what, week seven last year, I think? So- in the regular season, yes. In the regular season, yeah. Um, or when they're all healthy and not down every single quarterback on the roster like they were in the NFC Championship. So, yeah, uh, it is Victory Tuesday. Tomorrow will be Victory Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday it's up to them, meaning the Cleveland Browns, if we're going to get another victory Monday. We'll get, so we'll, we'll, get see. we'll get into later why none of us know what the hell we're talking about when it comes to the National Football League. But in the meantime, I want to thank you all for listening, whether it be on our podcasting platforms, Apple and Spotify, or here on YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the bell if you're there. And uh, yeah, BigTimeSportsOhio.com. If we're, we're getting our stuff back on LBN here in just a little bit, the local broadcast network. So, you know, Mitch, let's kick it off here. I want to start off by shouting out a couple of names here in this la- latest postseason play. Garraway's girls golf team uh, finished second uh, second in the state this year for the second consecutive season after uh, finishing closer this year to Columbus Academy, the Pirate uh, Five. Uh, seniors had a number of great performances. Sammy Miller was in the top five for the tournament individually. So I want to give a shout out to the pirates. We also had a couple of uh, individuals as well for Garraway and Highland Jack mass for Highland. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting uh, setup for Garraway uh, in the tournament uh, in both sides of boys and girls golf. So uh, yeah, we just wanted to give him a quick shout out. So we go into uh, our first topic here, which is, you know, a lot of exciting games in week nine, as we head into the panel, penult- we had the penultimate week in, in the regular season and kind of just looking at where we were going into, uh, you and I had some very close matchups that we were at this week. I mean, this whole thing with the out at Tom Benson, where you know McKinley and Perry were going down to it. New Philadelphia also went down to it with Wes Holmes. I mean, we were kind of wondering if Perry might have a, a, a an ounce of competitiveness against McKinley this week, and the uh, or uh, uh, the Glen Oak, excuse me, and then Glen Oak. Somehow put together this final drive again in this low scoring game, Mitch. I mean, how did the Eagles do it? Trap games are what we use to describe games before the big one, right? We we hear it all the time in any sport. I don't know if I want to call it a trap game because I want to give Glenn Oak credit, but Mitch, for the first time all year, a team was able to hold McKinley in check, and it was the Glen Oak Golden Eagles. Seven to three, your final. Glen Oak scores with under a minute to go. Final drive of the game, touchdown pass. And you wonder if McKinley was partially caught looking ahead because of the game coming up this week, uh, Saturday afternoon at Tom Benson against Maslin. And we know how big of a deal that game is. We know it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, high school rivalry football game in the country. But Glen Oak played perhaps the best football game they've played all year. And it, it was – it's hard to describe, but seeing Glen Oak go on a methodical was an 18-play drive that ends up with them scoring a touchdown with under a minute to go to take a 7-3 to three lead on McKinley. And then all you have to do is just trust your defense, who Mitch, for the most part, that entire game was dominant. I mean, they, they completely took away anything McKinley was trying to do. And there's no style points. All you have to do is win. And Glen Oak found a way to win. And now McKinley, which with a win last 
past Friday was looking for an outright Federal League title is now potentially looking to share it again for the second consecutive year with the same exact team in the Lake Blue Streaks. And that's if Lake can win their Week 10 matchup against Green in rivalry week. But there's seven teams in the Fed. Somebody's always off every week. This week it's McKinley. So now McKinley has to become Green Bulldog fans and hope they beat Lake for an outright Fed title. Or McKinley's just going to have to be okay with being co-Federal League champs with uh, Lake again for the second consecutive year. So I'm excited to see what happens in Week 10. But all in all, you have to give Glen Oak all the credit because what they did to go into Tom Benson and defeat McKinley, a very good McKinley team, may, may I add, you and I have got to see them in person twice this year. Um, it, it was nothing short of remarkable. Not like I want to say it was like a miracle, but I mean, just the way they won. Right? I, I think it'd be a little bit different if we're talking about, hey, Glen Oak won 28 to 25 or something like that. But no, seven to three. To hold that high-powered McKinley offense in check, hats off to head coach Scott Garcia uh, and the entire Glen Oak Golden Eagles football team because that was a huge win for the team and that school. And they got to play spoiler. And sometimes at this point in the season, if you can play spoiler, that's all that matters. And Glen Oak ended up playing spoiler with a 7-3 win in week nine. Absolutely. I mean, we have the Maslin-McKinley game coming up this week, and the Tigers just took down Warren Harding 48 to 14. So it seems like there's very few teams that can stop this Maslin squad going into the final week of the season. And this defense has been giving up less than 10 points a game on average this year has really been matching up with the offense this year. Uh, the offense can just score points at will. It's really impressive to see what they've been doing so far this year. The top team in division two, your school Jackson also got a victory this week over Canton central to stifle the, uh, the, the losing streak there. So, I mean, that's a good matchup in the federal league there as well. Uh, you also had a great matchup between Green and uh, Hoover, in which the Bulldogs outlasted the Vikings 41 to uh, 34, which is a great win uh, for for Green there. Uh, a couple of other matchups. He also had um, uh, uh, an EBC championship that was won, or at least part of an EBC championship uh, for West Branch with their victory over Carrollton, their eighth straight win. And their 20th conference win in a row in the victory that was, it was 49 to 14, uh, as Bo Alizas threw four touchdown passes for West Branch. A uh, couple other ones here as well. You had uh, Fairless uh, victorious uh, this week in week nine. South won again. Can South is nine and oh, as they head into their uh, a big showdown this week against Northwest. Malvern uh, also won a victory. They've essentially gotten the IVC North title in check. Uh, Garraway also winning as well. And Garraway kind of having a, a bit of a interesting situation here in the last couple of weeks. And then I want to talk about this new Philly game that I was at on Friday night, new Philadelphia had arguably its top defensive performance of the season against a West home squad that came in, you know, not as strong as some years past, but that's still a team that could dominate and putting up points. I mean, they, they had matchup. They've had, point totals of around 56 and and 59 and 48 in the last couple of weeks which is insane. They got held 20 to 6 in a victory over Ash the week before this game. It was 9 to 8 in this one. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, a team scored a two-point conversion, maybe a team kicked three field goals, maybe a team did this. No. No, that's not happened what happened at all. The Knights went up 3-0 right before halftime in this matchup that just kind of got stuck between the middle of the field between these two teams. And then the Quakers got on the board in the fourth quarter with a drive that finally got them into the red zone. 
uh, where Keaton Fossil, who just played a tremendous game, was able to rush into the end zone for the Quakers' first and would-be only touchdown. Now, Fossil ran for 94 yards on 19 carries to uh, lead the Quakers alongside Edney Richardson, who surpassed the 1,000-yard rushing mark for the season with 59 yards on 16 carries to the Quakers on Friday. That being said, the two teams are back and forth for a couple of matchups, and then the Knights got the ball back with around, I think it was around five or so minutes left in the game. They went on a 17-play final drive that included a couple of fourth downs, a couple of huge penalties. Speaking of penalties, by the way, West Holmes had 20 penalties in that game. 20 penalties, and most of them were on false starts or illegal formations. It was like the offense would get to the line, and then you just hear all, all of a sudden the whistles blow and the flags come out, and somebody moved illegally. I mean, West Holmes, this offense that had been running wild throughout the first couple of weeks of the season, it had to have been frustrated the whole night. But uh, I should also shout out some of the Quaker defensive performances as well. Zach Rothrock was the Clars XL player of the game. He punched a ball out of quarterback Morgan Smith's hand right before he got into the end zone as the ball went out for a touchback. And Rothrock also had one of two Smith interceptions thrown in the third quarter that made people think, wow, maybe the Quakers can actually pull this one out against a team that beat that dropped 60 points on them last season. So the Quakers did what they had to do, but Smith who has put up some video game numbers this season had 360 yards of total offense in this game, 207 yards throwing, 153 rushing, 17 of 28. Ten of those passes were thrown to Kyle Maltrich, a six-foot-three wide receiver who catches very aggressive, especially against that new Philly secondary. But on the last play, a play in which, by the way, was moved back from the five-yard line. It was it was supposed to be the final play of the game, five-yard line. The last false start penalty moved it back to the 10-yard line, so it was first and goal from the 10. And Smith found Nate Fair in the back left corner of the end zone, just wide open as he rolled out to the left. And West Holmes scored as time expired, made it nine to eight. And they boosted their record to seven and two on the season, five and one in the OCC. And their their, their playoff standing is pretty set. They're, they're the, uh, in the top three in their respective region. New Philadelphia at last check was around the mid-teens. So they're going to need some work in order for uh, them to get into the playoffs, especially with a game this week, a rivalry game at Dover against the Crimson Tornadoes, which I will be at. Big Time Sports will be out there as well. You guys can check BigTimeSportsOhio.com slash schedule for more information on where we'll be, when we'll be, and uh, for our, all of our coverage leading up to that game. So it's going to be an interesting time here in the next uh, rivalry week. We got your, uh, rivalries in Tuscarawas, rivalries in Stark, and throughout the rest of the state here as well, which I'm sure we'll get to later on. Hey, Stark County, it's your friends from the local board of mental health and addiction recovery, and we have a challenge for you. We're asking you to create a new habit and check in on someone every day. Nothing fancy, just a simple text, phone call, or note on social media to ask someone how they're doing. You don't have to be a professional. You just have to ask and then listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Text 4HOPE to 741-741 anytime, day or night, or dial 988. Brought to you by Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. 
Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostren Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostren Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarda Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional. Just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. All right. So we're just going to admit it right now. We don't know jack squat about professional football, apparently, because this was a maybe the most stunning victory of the Kevin Stefanski era. Maybe the most stunning victory the Browns yeah. have had since 1999. Maybe the most stunning Browns victory since the 1964 championship. Either way, we saw it begin with a fight and it ended with a game long fight between the Browns and the top team. One of the top teams in the NFL right now in the 49ers, a team in which we had both proclaimed and I put it on our opener for this week. I didn't want to use other people's clips because it was a little hard to find ones that just outright sold the Browns on winning this game. The only one I could find was a, uh, what was it? Dante Whitner, who didn't buy the Browns defense pregame. And then he, you know, said he apologized for it after. Um, but look, we knew this Browns defense was really good. And Juan Thornhill said after the game, this is probably the best defense he's been on on two Super Bowl teams, by the way, he's been on. To do what you did against San Francisco, and, I, and everyone's been talking, like the last couple of 48 hours have been about, oh, well, they lost Christian McCaffrey. Oh, they lost Debo Samuel. I don't think, by the way, they're using those injuries as excuses. I think they're using it as 49er fans, don't panic. You'll probably be okay. But yeah. but I can't believe we won that freaking game with a third with a ex with the XFL, former XFL MVP at quarterback with your second and third string running backs who can play very well, but they're not Nick Chubb. And just some of the, the standout moments you have in that game, especially on defense, 
making Brock Purdy look frazzled for the first time in the regular season is it, it boggles the mind. And I'm I'm so happy to have been wrong. And I I I will this is this might be the win that can legitimately with all the nonsense, with all the the talk we've had throughout the first few weeks of the season, this could be a victory that can really change the course of where we were going in this season. Because you get a victory like this, I mean, I mean, no one, no one gave you a chance to win that game. Not even us. No, and I think the only thing you worry about now is a letdown, right? I sure. didn't mind the fight pregame. I think it showed you that the Browns are ready. Probably yeah. tired of hitting each other yeah. after the bye week. Um, I think karma plays a bit into that too with Debo being the guy who kind of led it. And then Debo also, if you watch the replay, as soon as he hits somebody, he backs out of the way and then Trent Williams comes in and that's the last man I'd probably want to fight. And then Debo gets back into it. It's like, come on, man, like don't, don't hide behind your, your big offensive left tackle. Um, if you're, if you're going to stir the pot and start something up here, but the McCaffrey and Debo thing, I'd say McCaffrey more might be an argument. Sure. Hurt because our corners and safeties and man coverage are just that good. But there's one thing I know, and there's always the saying that will always stick with me is the Browns always win a game. They have no business winning and always lose a game. They have no business losing. Hopefully the game they had no business losing was Pittsburgh week two. And hopefully the game they had no business winning was this one, because now you're three and two, you go on the road, your next two, five of your next seven are on the road. But what this does, especially after we watch the defense kind of get thrashed a little bit for the first time against Baltimore, which I can't put on them completely because of how bad the offense was for us, mm-hmm. right? To have a good defense, you have to be able to give them a break. Our offense was not doing that against Baltimore. And yeah, PJ Walker had his moments, both good and bad. The two interceptions, bad. Luckily, it was only two. He had the one in the end zone that almost got picked in the drive where we kicked the go-ahead field goal. Right. But Kevin Stefanski did a lot better job of being able to tailor the game to his quarterback's needs, unlike what we saw with DTR against Baltimore, right? That was a game plan that was like for Deshaun Watson, and it did not change. For him to do what he did, I feel confident that if he is to play this week, we'd be okay. I just cannot believe we won. Mitch, we don't win that game in our lifetime. With how that game set up to end and everything, it was – we knew exactly how it was going to end. Only it didn't end that way. Jake Moody missing his first two kicks of his career in the same game with his family in the crowd, which is hilarious because he's a Michigan oh. man. So, yeah. It was poetic, especially knowing Phil Dawson was in the house, right? Phil Dawson was the uh, – what's what's the name they give a guest every time they come to the game and smash the guitar? Um, either way, that game for the Browns, I think, is season-changing. And this team now realizes, hey, we can win. Your running backs did just enough. Amari Cooper had four catches for over 100 yards. That was huge. And you had other guys like David Bell, Mitch. We have not talked about David Bell. He had a big catch to fall down and get that first down for the Browns to keep a drive alive on on fourth down. And, you know, there was a couple throws P.J. Walker made. You're like, okay, like those are good throws. Like how do you fit that in there? And then there's other throws. Like I mentioned, you're just like, okay, P.J., how about we just not do that again? Um but 18 of 34, 192 yards. He outperformed Brock Purdy for the most part. He had a touchdown, but it was more a shovel pass to McCaffrey. That was the opening touchdown. This team now is going to have expectations because you don't just beat the 49ers and not have those now. 
especially when you go play the Colts, who are going to be on a backup quarterback. You go to Seattle, who I think you can beat. Then you come home, you play the Arizona Cardinals. Then you go to Baltimore. Then you come home again for the Steelers, I believe. Then you go to Denver and L.A. In their next seven, if they're not five and two, and I don't really care who the quarterback is because I, I, I do think that P.J. will get better if he has to be in there for a longer time. Now there's rumors that we should be expecting Deshaun to start this week. Right. I feel confident. I really do again. I, I feel confident there were some nice play calls in there in that series or in that game offensively that it was like, oh, I like that play call. Like that fourth down that Kareem Hunt scored on, right, where it looked like Harrison Bryant was going to sneak it. That was a really nice play call. I think the biggest acquisition out of anything in the NFL this offseason was the Browns hiring Jim Schwartz. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you can really – deny it now because this defense that we expected this from the past two, three years is here. And they've allowed 1,002 yards to the first five games, which is the least amount in over 50 plus years. The next closest was Dallas, but that was before they played last night. So the gap is probably somewhere between 500 to 700 yards now in terms of yards allowed offensively as a defense. This defense is stout. Miles Garrett is playing at a whole nother level. And I think that's partially because of Darius Smith and Okoronkwo and other moves they made, but I'm not going to uh, apologize about a win. No, oh. people are like, Oh, the refs, the refs helped you. Well, oh, cool. the refs, the refs on both lost? ends were bad. The refs on both. They were terrible. The, the referee literally had to apologize. He came out. I've never seen that before. By the way. He came out and apologized for getting the reversal of a call wrong. So like that, that special teams penalty, that was the face mask on the Browns. They called it on the Browns. And they're like, what? We're looking at the replay, like, what, 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 what? That's clearly on San Francisco. And then they fixed it. Yeah. And then, and then I give credit to, uh, what was it, John Hussey and his staff, I John think, Hussey, yep. for, uh, Hussey. for coming out and say our apologies. And even the announcers were like, I've never seen that before. So, but, I mean, there were just some frustrating calls on our end. But then, like, on the last Browns drive, like that pass interference penalty, or uh, that was, uh, that was a big one for us to keep the drive going. And then, of course, the one happening on our end where it was on Emerson, I think, uh, to keep the 49ers. That's what got the 49ers going. Think about this. The 49ers, one of the top offenses in the league, just dropped X amount of points on Dallas. Was held they scored over one, 30 points in all their games so far. Was held to one yard before that final drive in the second half. Yeah, That's insane and, to me. And that's after they had the interception, which they scored again on it. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like what, whatever adjustments we made at halftime, keep doing it. You're doing, keep it. doing it. That's all You're I care about. It. Make those same exact adjustments. Um, and uh, last thing, the jerseys we wore so clean. I absolutely love them. Yeah. I, I love the all whites. We, uh, we were talking about it on TV the other day is that they never like got like dirty. And you'd think that with, with, with all white, it would look like, all muddied, and especially with the rain on Sunday, and we play on natural grass. You'd think they get messed up, but no, it, they look like the same, and they are very nice. My, th- I have a whole thing with how NFL is essentially just allowed. Well, that's mo- it's more like an NBA issue, but the NFL also allows teams if you want to wear white at home, you can do that. I, I know Dallas is the only team that regularly does that, but I kind of have a thing when like other teams do that as well. Like, nah, you want to wear your home uniforms, but at the same time, doesn't matter. Keep wearing them if it means we're going to win. It also washes away the the stigma of the Pittsburgh game because I was starting to worry what if that becomes uh, a cursed uniform. But nevertheless, yeah. get the victory, move on to Indianapolis, and uh, 
yeah, with with Richardson might maybe being out for the season, it's a winnable game. They didn't look great against uh, Jacksonville. So, I mean, anything can happen at this rate. And uh, yeah, I mean, there was a couple of games around the league there that we were looking at as well. We didn't get really gain ground against the division because both Cincinnati and Baltimore won and Pittsburgh was off this mm-hmm. week. So we're still kind of in that middle of the pack there. Um, last night, the Cowboys pulling out against the Chargers kind of uh, washed away the sins of last week's win against or loss against San Francisco for the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, a couple other ones there as well. I mean, I'm looking at some of the matchups that we had this week and yeah, Dolphins beating the Panthers wasn't surprising. I mean, Ravens beating the Titans wasn't surprising. Texans beating the Saints was a little surprising. Texans are three and three. So this team kind of looks very capable still of making a run here. Um, we also had the uh, Raiders, uh, the, the poor Patriots, poor pa- Brian Hoyer won no, a football no, game in 2020. No, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, as I, as I said that, as, as soon as I said that, I'm like, I knew you're going to say, but Brian Hoyer won a football game in 2023. You realize this, this happened. Yeah. The Patriots probably should have kept him because Mac Jones stinks. It's not great. Uh, and speaking of not great, I mean, the Eagles didn't play great against the Jets. Who would have thought the Browns and the Jets would be the ones to take down the final two undefeated teams and keep Miami's streak alive as the only unbeaten team? But that's that's crazy to me. I don't know if we're ever in our lifetime that you're going to see a team defeat Miami's record of being the lone undefeated team. Nah, I don't think so either. It's such a hard thing but, to do. I mean, the Patriots, yeah. Yeah, I, the Jets played about as well as they could have. And the Eagles made mistakes, and the Eagles couldn't overcome a few things, and that's the NFL. And then finally, one game that should have been another upset too that I that I purposely watched the Sunday night baseball game for. Bills should have uh, Bills got away with one at the end there. That was so insane. Like I can't. It's it's one thing. Like if you don't want to call two penalties in a row, but if it's a penalty, call a freaking penalty. But it's a penalty. Uh, it's frustrating. I, I mean, they were 15 point favorites and they only won by five and they shouldn't even have won, which is nuts. Um, I think for the most part, anytime there's teams in primetime, Mitch, you kind of have to throw the records out the window because teams rise to the occasion and the Giants rose to the occasion. No doubt about it. It's Rod Taylor at quarterback. And think about the gaffes they had the, the, right before halftime, not getting a playoff uh, when they ran the yeah. ball trying to get in. I mean, it was it was bad. The Giants are bad. They're one and five now, I believe. Yeah, so it's, it's mm, like when the, crazy. Like the commanders are, are at 500 right now. Jets are also at 500 and Jets. We saw that video of Aaron Rodgers not using crutches, not kind of just throwing a ball around. And I don't know if he's going to, like he said, he was going to try and come back this season. People thought he was nuts, but uh, I, we'll see in time if he can make it back. And if so, what the get could that mean for a team that's already rolling on defense and is surviving right now with the offensive uh, weapons that they have? So I don't know. Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. 
NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit unionhospital.org. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder, a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Speaking of uh, football, let's go to college, Ohio State winning pretty handily over Purdue. I did see some rumblings in the early parts of the game where people were starting to like not love the way Ohio State was playing, particularly the offensive line. But the biggest thing is that we didn't have anybody in the backfield. We, we, we were down to what we were Nobody. down to uh, our, our third string running back and then he gets hurt. So you really had to just kind of make do with what you had. Granted, Purdue was nowhere in Ohio State's uh, uh, wheelhouse, but I'm happy we didn't get into a trap game this week. I'm happy we had to, we handled the business we had to. Uh, of course, we have the big one here in Penn State coming up. I mean, going to be a good one. The fact that it's not a primetime game is insane, but the next but the next one against Wisconsin is whatever. That's such a dumb thing we're doing. That's the uh, one that worries me more because going to Wisconsin at night is so hard. Yeah, jump I mean, around thing after the third quarter. We've had bad memories there before with our teams sure. going there at night with Terrell Pryor, quarterback. I mean, but no, it was an easy win for Ohio State. Very convincing, 41-7. to seven. That was probably the best win they've had over a 
an opponent. Like, like, yeah, we smoked Western Kentucky, but I think in terms of what happened the last time we went there in 2018 mm-hmm. and what we were kind of expecting, that was probably the most complete game from Ohio State all year. Marvin Harrison Jr., over 100 yards, a touchdown. Kyle McCord, three touchdowns passing. Dallin Hayden, the running back, they already announced is going to redshirt this year, Mitch, which means he has three games to play, had to be used because our running backs are all hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was very effective. So this is a team that right now it's like, okay, I'm starting to see something here. The defense has been the mainstay, which is kind of crazy to think when you think about the playmakers on offense. But, yeah, this game against Penn State this week is going to be interesting. I know we'll talk about it later on in the week a little bit more. But um, this is this is the first giant test for Ohio State, I'd say, outside of Notre Dame. Yeah. And speaking of the Irish, uh, <laughs> Look, I, I, this, this proves that I think Notre Dame is a better team than people gave credit for. They had a hard schedule this year, but they came, did their job against this USC team that I don't think is as good as last year. I think we know that now. And because of what happened in uh, out west on on Saturday, Washington might be the runaway favorite now in the Pac-12, where it's just, it's like Michael and Michael Penix might be the Heisman contender now. Well, he's he's the favorite by far. The game he played against Oregon was sensational um washington getting that late score late and then oregon you have to wonder what is going through their heads after they go for it on fourth down yeah and they don't get it and then it was just that easy for washington to score um but to notre dame and usc usc is not a good football team they might have the best quarterback that's going to be pro in in college football i think that's safe to say but Mitch, this is a team for the past number of weeks that was winning and sliding down. Typically, you win, you slide up the rankings. And look, the AP doesn't mean anything. The coaches' poll doesn't mean anything because the college football playoff rankings mean the most. So this could be completely different. But I think it says something, the fact that they lost. They dropped eight spots. They are all the way down to 18 now. This is the team that was fifth, I believe, to start the year. Yeah, and they they kept getting jumped. And they kept falling because none of their wins were impressive. And they kept letting teams hang around. And you saw what happened. I don't think Notre Dame has a great offense, but when you put a team out there that had players capable of making their offense look good, USC has no idea what they're doing defensively. I would be stunned if they are able to win the Pac-12, assuming everybody else on the teams they play stays healthy. Now, if Washington loses Penix, I I think that opens a whole can of worms. If USC beats them, you know what I mean? Same with Oregon and Bo Nix. But, I mean, they play Utah this week. I don't even know if they're going to beat Utah. And and this is a team that's given them problems the past couple of years. Beat them last so, year. So, yeah, uh, USC is. I want to say far away, but it could just be a year away. But I don't see them that for the first time this year. I think I found a team that I can tell you I don't think they can win at all. I think it's USC. They might have the best quarterback, but the rest of that team, Mitch, is just there's way too many question marks surrounding that team. Well, because USC's loss was out of conference, they're still 4-0 in the, in the Pac-12. That's first place ahead of 3-0 Washington, and then the only two unbeatens left. So we might see a rematch, or we might see a matchup of them in the uh, the conference championship. But I think that's more of a, a hindrance for Oregon season now because I don't know if Oregon's going to have the ability to, to build itself back up uh, for the college football standings and the Pac-12 standings. I mean – not 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 many surprises outside of uh what we saw mm-hmm. there on Saturday you know Penn State doing what it has to do 
uh, Alabama barely getting by Arkansas, which Alabama just seems like a like an afterthought at this point of the season. Georgia had a bit of a development. Brock Bowers looks to be maybe out for the season after his injury, yeah. which is could be a significant loss for the uh, Georgia offense. Um, but they still they're going to still keep winning probably until the SEC championship, and then it's going to be the real test. So I'm not holding my breath on that. And then really the only thing left was Colorado letting that lead slip Friday night, which I don't I mean, it's really amazing how the hype has just died down in a couple of weeks from this team could go to the playoff to is Dion going to be out of here by the time his sons get out of here. I, too soon to tell. Too soon to tell. We saw his speech. He said the right things. I'm not putting I'm not putting the stock. People are being like, oh, well, the press clippings finally caught up to Colorado. No, that's not. We're not doing that. This team is better. They still got some work to do, but we'll see here in a few years. It, if they can it, really- it goes back. It goes back to my point I made weeks ago. This is a team that won one game. This is a team that had absolutely no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. They take the world by storm. They beat the team that lost the national championship last year. They they beat other teams. They come back with Colorado State. It's the highs and lows with this team are going to be the highest and the lowest, I think, out of anybody else in college football because there was no expectation. So then you win a few games and the expectations up here. Then you lose. It's like, okay, they're not good. But then they come back and win. It's like the hype, I think, is real. And I do still stand by this. This is going to be the worst team that Dion probably has in Colorado because it's his first year. I think there's going to be a lot of kids that start to go to Colorado, if not transfer to Colorado. And their defense obviously is shaky. We know that. But their offense is still good. Now they were stopped by Stanford, which is probably one of the last teams I would have ever expected to be talking about stopping that Colorado offense. But you have to give credit to Stanford. I mean, 29 nothing at halftime, you come back and win in double overtime. That's remarkable. And now this is going to tell you, I think, about what type of coach Dion is and how he can get his players to rally around him because this is a team now. Yeah, college football playoffs probably out of the picture. But there's still a lot to play for, right? You still want to go get a bowl game, but you don't want to just get any bowl game. You want to go get the best bowl game you can possibly get. And we're going to see what type of team they have to rally around this after what was one of the most brutal blown leads we've ever seen in college football. No kidding. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder, a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. (gasps) Or a Frosty without the fries. (gasps) Or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter.
matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care, where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Happy Sardiversary with Sarda Rider Anthony. We're celebrating 25 years with our valued riders. And I absolutely enjoy riding the buses. I get to know a few of the drivers, very respectful, very professional, just an all around about good experience. It helps people get to where they're going, disabled, veterans, or people going to work. Thanks to all our riders as we celebrate Sarda 2-5 at Sarda. You need to remodel your bath? You need JR Bath Company. Trust in the quality of JR Bath. It's fast, it's safe, and it's affordable. Call today at 1 800 664 2284 or go to jrbath.com. All right, finally, we go over to the baseball playoffs. Which series do you want to talk about first? Because I got opinions on both. Mm, I'll let you pick. Does not matter to me. Okay, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. I mean, I, I after what we saw last night, it's going to be very difficult for Arizona, and I'll and I'll explain why the opposite may not be true for the other series. Um, but yeah, after after seeing what happens last night, the Phillies just feel like this team that can really get it. We know they can get it done in the playoffs. We saw it do it done last year. We're seeing it done again. Uh, Arizona's a good team that got hot at a good time, but I don't think they can match up with these, the, the Phillies on the road and whether or not they can match up at home is up to de for debate, but Phillies are going to carry this wave. I think into the world series, Bryce Harper is playing very, very well and is earning a lot of his contract. I did see a post a few weeks ago, maybe it was a week or so ago that said, will Bryce Harper become the all time best Philly when Mike, uh, uh, when he retires or is at the end of his contract, which is essentially saying, will he surpass Mike Schmidt? That's ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. In your third season with Philadelphia, I don't think you can really stay claim to that. Third? Fourth. Fourth season. Fifth season even, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, fifth season. But... <sighs> He's yeah, definitely sure. he's definitely make uh, building himself up. I mean, you hit the home run on your birthday yesterday. You have a number of them this postseason. You're the leader of this squad. You can get this. Uh, you can get Citizens Bank Park routinely hyped up to where it's going to be hard for opposing teams to come in and stop you. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this Philly team is going to go to the World Series. Who they play is up for debate because Texas did what exactly what I needed them to do in the first two games. Take those first two. You outslug the Astros in game one, and then you hold on in game two. I got really scared. I got really scared last night watching that game, especially in that one play where um, the third baseman with two outs and runners on first and second kind of bobbled the, the short hop, and then he stepped on third. I'm like, okay, thank God. Yeah. But here's the thing. Houston, if they don't win this series, is I, I think even if they win the World Series, 
is going to finish with a losing record at home this year, but they really work well on the road. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I think yesterday in game two, it was okay. I'm not worried. Then it was all of a sudden, Oh man, I'm worried. They got bases of nobody out. And then Nathan Avaldi got out of it. And then it was like, I'm not worried at all. And then the Astros did what the Astros did. And they cut the gap and Michael Brantley did what Michael Brantley always does, which I still miss him dearly. Um, getting a, a big, big hit. And before it was all said and done, the Rangers were up too well. And I did not see this coming. I was hoping for a split. I do want the Rangers to win. I recently remembered and found out I put a future bet on the Astros to win the American League on March 30th. So I'm not going to be mad. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Philly. Uh, I'm pulling for Philadelphia no matter what. I, I do want to see Bryce Harper get a ring. Um, I do think they are the hottest team right now. And well, them in Texas both, right? Yeah. But I think looking at the American League, if if Texas can get this next one to go up 3-0, it should be fine. The question is, this is a team that hasn't lost yet in the postseason. If they lose game three at home, where does that take them? Like, where are they at mentally? And where is Houston at mentally? I don't think Houston's afraid being down 2-0. I really don't. And it's hard to be when you've played in seven consecutive American League Championship Series. Five of those, which you've won, I believe. Um, so Houston has the experience. They have the veterans. They have the coach. Texas has the coach and Bruce Bochy. They have a couple of veterans. They have a lot of young guys. But I am feeling confident in saying I think the Texas Rangers are going to win the series. And I think they're going to take on the Phillies. I don't know what will happen the rest of the series against Arizona. Philadelphia right now, though, Mitch, looks like they look better than they did last year when they were just hot, right? Yeah. And we knew they were going to get in, and it wasn't really their fault this year that Atlanta was so good. But they don't care. They're going to play whoever they have to play, and they're going to play the style of baseball. And Citizens Bank Ballpark right now looks like the hardest place to play in, in playoff baseball. Out of what we've seen the past two years, it definitely looks like it's the hardest place to go play. And they have home field. Arizona's so young and inexperienced in this part. Maybe they get a game somewhere and this goes five. I would be more stunned, though, if this game or this series in the National League went longer than the American League series. I would. Hmm. I, I think the Phillies end this in four or five. I don't see Arizona competing very much. Right. I just think the Phillies are on fire. And then last night, Kyle Schwarber finally got one. You know, first pitch of the game, they grooved it right down the middle. He hit it out when he's going. And then Harper, Castellanos, Bohm, Turner, insert whoever else. This lineup is scary for Philadelphia, and I wouldn't want to face it. And I think we're in store for a Philadelphia and uh, Texas Rangers World Series, and I'm all for it. I'm very excited if that's the case that we get. I would like that very much. Uh, keep this in mind, though. Last since the year in the last 20 years, only two teams in league championship series have ever been able to force a game seven after being down three games to none. One was the Red Sox in 2004, and the other one was the Houston Astros in 2020 against Tampa. So that's gonna that's 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 the only thing that I can think of is that this team is capable of turning the tide even when their backs are against the wall. Now, granted, they didn't win that mm -hmm. series, but that was also other circumstances there as well. The settings of the playoffs and everything. This, this, it's different to me. It's yeah. different. Um, well, ironically, it was in Texas's ballpark. Um, but keep this in mind too. The only team in history 
in the well in the post pennant era of baseball where you would just win the pennant and then you get into the world series automatically there's only been one team that's ever ran the table through the playoffs and that's the 76 cincinnati reds they won the championship series and then won the world series straight up no losses texas is on that pace right now and philadelphia was one amazing double play away from doing the same so Mm -hmm. that's where we're that's where we're at between these two teams they're the two hottest teams that's the matchup i think would be the most satisfying for a lot of baseball fans especially within those two cities and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm more excited to see what I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens in Game Two tonight. If Arizona can come back and tie the series up, it'll make it interesting. But then again, Philadelphia could rattle off three straight victories in Arizona. I, whereas, I don't know. I, I I could I would expect more of Philadelphia to win. That's a good question. Do you expect Philadelphia to win more in Arizona or Houston to win more in Texas? Which I guess if the Phillies win tonight, that's a wash because they don't need Houston to win. Houston win more in Texas. I do. I think it, uh, Philadelphia has already won the hardest place to play in the National League outside of Philly, which was Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a split there. I, I just at the same time though, I don't know what it's going to be like in Arizona. Right? This is a team that nobody, maybe except me, because I bet they're over win total this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody expected them to be in this position. Right? Nobody expected them to beat the Dodgers. Nobody expected them to make the playoffs, and here they are. I would be more shocked, though, if they've got a game in Philly over if Houston got a game in Texas. I do think Houston's going to rebound and get a win here somewhere. I would be stunned. I I would be absolutely floored if the Texas Rangers can sweep the Houston Astros. Um, I'm all for it if they do, because I still hate Houston. But the Phillies, to me, have looked like the best team so far from start to finish in the playoffs. And I know that's crazy because Texas hasn't lost a game yet, and they played in the wild card round uh, too. Yeah. When you when you look at the teams, Baltimore was the top seed in the American League. Extremely inexperienced when you look at their roster and their head coach, right? Well, the, the Guardians were young in 2022. Yeah, we had Terry Francona as our coach, a guy who's been there and done that. Okay. When you look at Philly, they're the last team I'd want to face right now. Out of any of the four teams in the playoffs, the Phillies are the last team I want to face. I just feel like they have this – they have this confidence around them and this confidence is carrying over to saying, Hey, we're going to go back to the world series. We're going to win it this year. And if you're in our way, you're just in our way. We're going to beat you. And so far that's exactly what they've done. Um, but Hey, it's postseason baseball. Anything can happen. I'm still going to watch game two tonight against Arizona and Philly. And I'm still going to be locked in and hoping it's a good game because some of these playoff games have kind of sucked recently. Um, but I'll tell you right now on Tuesday, October 17th, I think the Philadelphia Phillies are going to win the World Series. That's a bold that's a bold prediction. And I'm really hoping we don't have a similar opening like the one we had at the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. where you get to the black oh and God. white, the clown face. Uh, uh yeah, I'm 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 hoping for you. I'm hoping for you to to not have to go through that. Uh but I do control the editing process, so that might be the case. Uh we thank you guys for yeah. Thank you guys for listening or watching the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Uh, I mentioned all this stuff at the beginning. Mitch, do you have a fact of the day? The voices of Mickey and Minnie Mouse got married in real life. Fair enough. You saw they just had their 100th anniversary uh, special video. That's so, why I uh, thought this was relevant. This yeah. is a relevant fact in case there people you, didn't know. There you go. All right. Thank you guys for listening or watching the Big Time Sports Podcast show. Yeah.